2: Hello and welcome to
1: Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. I'm Helen Daly. And I'm Helen Kelly. Together we're the two Helens. Consider us your go-to girls. Your go-to Helens. For everything you need to know on the latest Netflix releases. This week it's the Biggie, it's George R. R. Martin's new epic space drama,
2: Nightflyers.
1: It's a little difficult to explain in one sentence exactly what it is, but very basically we join a plucky team of space travellers on board the good ship Nightflyer, who try to make face contact with aliens.
2: But it seems some of the group are more trusting of aliens than others, and their onboard passenger fail leaves them with plenty of reasons to be scared. It's brutal, it's gory, it's
1: Star Trek-y, But most of all it's very confusing. That's right. Luckily, we're on hand to give you all the answers. And this week, we're joined by one very special guest who has all of the insider gossip. Stay tuned to find out more.
2: Daddy. That thing you found in the sky? Mm.
0: It's a ship with people? It might be.
2: That's what I'm going to find out.
0: It's a
1: and no turning. Well, you must be thrilled Chance to make first contact with alien life Our world is dying And the night flyer is our only chance That's what scares me
0: Ready to break orbit Systems race, sir Been waiting my whole life for this
1: Malfunction during launch. Someone on board might be behind it. Someone's taking control.
2: This is a warning. Do not board the ship. think I'm pretty good with science fiction, but I have to admit, even this one had me stumped. From the off, we see a bizarre accumulation of just, well, images, and it's all very discombobulated.
1: Yeah, and if you look at the trailer, it just seems like there's just something not right on the night flyer, and you have no idea what it is. And I just feel like you want to expect the unexpected. You don't know what is around the next corner. Yeah, and the stakes
2: are so high. It just has me so worried from the beginning. And I felt that when I watched the episodes, to be fair. It was just so confusing, but the trailer doesn't really show that. And I think, you know, maybe we'll delve into that a little bit more later, but you know, there's something
1: on board this ship and it's not what it seems. For me, by the looks of it, I have a feeling that everyone might die when she's like, don't come on board this ship. I just feel like there's just such an eerie vibe to it. What is gonna happen? Yeah, it's like a science
2: fiction horror kind of amalgamation all by the maker of Game of Thrones, so it's great.
1: Well, someone's definitely going to die, that's
2: all I think. (laughs) Well, George R. R. Martin has previous, right? Uh, So the premise is allegedly very simple, though. There's a team of space
1: travellers who like to explore and they eventually decide that they want to find the first alien life form. Of course, things never really go to plan with this type of thing. Just like every worst nightmare, the group very quickly discover there is something on board that isn't keen on them making contact with alien life or even living themselves, and they brought it along with them. And it's not just any old Doctor Who monster, right? This man, Thale, can make you do, think, say, and feel anything, including pain and death. It's certainly an interesting idea, but as you watch it all play out, it's genuinely very scary. I was actually covering my eyes as I watched, and I honestly think I'll struggle with the rest of the series. The worst part about it is that the team can't do anything about the monster controlling them, as they have no idea what or who it is. They think it's Dale and L1, who is telepathic, but it, could it be something or someone much more powerful?
2: Yeah, and that's where it gets really weird because he has the ability to do absolutely anything and I'm not going to lie, I jumped out of my skin several times just in the first episode. That guy is so scary. But like you said, it seems the good ship Nightflyer has a lot more to be worried
1: about than Thale as it's revealed there's something even more deadly on board. Was that enough to grip you? You know what? It actually was. I think I would have been quite boring if they were just constantly blaming Thale and trying to catch him but knowing there's something more sinister at play makes it much more thrilling. I think I'll stick with
2: this one as well. I've not been truly shocked by an opening scene in a long time, and Nightflyers did just that. Oh my God, the opening scene. I was almost sick. But I mean, are we surprised? This was by the maker of Game of Thrones, George R. Martin himself, so you know it's good. And actually, I found it to be quite similar to Thrones. Really? Yeah, you have basically the Night King who can telepathically get in people's heads a Stark. You have Northerners, you have varying levels of good and evil. You have a point, but did you like it as much as Thrones? I mean, it's early days, but I think I did. I'm a science fiction girl at heart and I love anything in space. Nightfliers has some genuinely scary moments in it, and although I'm never there for the horror, the story was so gripping I could kind
1: of deal with it. How about you? I think the only way I can link it to Thrones is the fact there is a lot of blood and gore in it. You thought the mountain popping out Old Martell's eyes was bad, Nightflyers is much worse.
2: Now it's a big day for us on Netflix as we can finally
1: welcome our first ever studio guest. Yay! Without further ado, please welcome the man with all of the answers Nightflyers fans could possibly want. Our very own and very wonderful Callum Kramlaish.
0: Hello, thanks for having me.
1: Callum, you've barely even got your breath and I'm going to bombard you with questions.
2: What did you think of Nightflyers then?
0: Yeah, I loved it. Um, I haven't quite got my head around exactly what's happening. There's a lot of of subplots going on, there's a lot of confusion, there's a lot of obviously antagonists. Um, But I like what I'm seeing so far.
2: And did you find it confusing from what you saw?
0: Sort of that weird kind of show where it's confusing to the point where you think you know what's going on and then they throw a spanner in the works and you're like, oh, I have no idea what's happening.
2: Okay. <laughs> so confusion all the way through then, right? <laughs> but did you find it scary?
0: Um, yeah, a lot of gore, isn't there? It's a lot of um, a lot of weird sci-fi classic 70s sort of gore that is kind of catches you off guard and uh you find yourself like not expecting the weirdest scenes happening in front of you yeah
1: so there's a lot of people in the first few episodes that you're not really introduced to in kind of a traditional way and you kind of have to i feel like you need a flow chart to work out who is who um but who is your favorite character so far
0: i'm liking Thale. he's weird and you know he's complicated and obviously there's a lot of people against him already and he's being pegged as this sort of he's the big bad the antagonist right but i don't think that's the case and i think we're going to see a lot of cool stuff from him but he is super evil though right i think he's just had a bad rap he's had a bad upbringing like he was he was taken away from his parents as a baby and he's seen nothing but like hospital walls for his entire life against his will like i i think he's gonna see some see some good scenes he's redeemable i wouldn't say redeemable but i think he has a bad rap.
1: And do you think it's similar to previous science fiction series which have gripped us in the past?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So whilst watching it, the first things I noticed were sort of similarities to Alien, um as in 1979 Alien. Um it included a lot of, you know, cosmic horror, uh weird stuff on the ship that you don't know what it you don't know what it is and um you don't know where it's going to come from. You don't know who's going to get killed next, if anyone. And I think that was a big a big parallel there. And also, um, 2001 A Space Odyssey, you've got this weird uh, computer AI system um, controlling everything. And it looks like it's going to be a big part of the series as it continues.
1: And you recently caught up with Owen McCann, um, who plays Carl Brannan. Um, what GCD stills did he spill on the scene? the series
0: um so he ended up talking a lot to me about owen's character uh about his character and um, carl himself and he sort of gave me a lot of hints about what is to come in the series so we've all seen the first two episodes right and uh even in those first two episodes carl devolves from this you know pinnacle of you know what's the word i'm looking for he kind of devolves from this pinnacle of good character to this kind of sneaky he's going behind his uh colleagues backs to get what he wants he wants Thel to be on the good side of him he wants what he wants and he's going to do what he can to make sure that happens um and owen told me that that's going to progress exponentially throughout the next eight episodes um he is carl is going to end up doing some things i assume to stab his colleagues in the back he's going to make sure he gets what he wants without fail
2: and i think um I think what's interesting is that he's a father, first and foremost, and, like, that's really playing on it, and there's some really creepy scenes with his little girl, right? That was, I don't know about you guys, but that, for me, was, like, the scariest bit of it, when he was seeing things, and then, like, his daughter's face was melting, and I was like, what is going on here? Like, do you think his daughter's going to be heavily involved throughout?
0: Yeah, I think from what Owen said and what... um from what this end of the second episode showed with his daughter running around him, even though she's quite obviously dead um, and he's very obviously haunted by her. But it's not failed doing it. There's got to be a lifeline in there throughout this whole series that is going to be what's driving him towards finding the and the aliens and why he wants to find them.
2: And I think that's what's making this um, show in particular quite interesting is that it's so psychological and it's so, you know, completely in the mind. This guy is tormented, you know, and it's just more interesting in a science fiction way than that terrible movie Passengers with Jennifer Lawrence, right? We've all seen that. It was terrible. I walked out the film. But um, yeah, I think... uh, i i don't know what do you think about the the psychological aspect
0: of it i think it fits perfectly with the sort of sci-fi space expedition series um i think it's as i said it's going to get bigger it's going to get worse it's going to get scarier um because there's the whole uh bathtub scene with um what's her name i've forgotten her name she was in the bathtub but yeah the the whole tube thing with the um the guts coming out of her. And that was like... Is that when
1: she's in the shower? Yeah, yeah, the shower. Oh, that was the worst thing I've seen. I had to look away.
0: It was unbelievable. Um, So I think there's going to be a lot of that, a lot of good stuff uh, that's going to send viewers crazy, basically.
1: But HK, do you think it goes too far? I mean, some parts I did have to look away. I couldn't watch it. I mean, I'm all here for the blood and the gold. I've watched Game of Thrones. I love it. But some of this just sent shivers up my spine for me it might just cross that line for me do you know that bit where the guy
2: is kind of he's in around the tube bit and he's goes to point his gun at fail and then all of a sudden it's a beating heart I honestly nearly threw up my dinner because I was watching it during tea and I was like what is going on here like it's really clever because you genuinely don't know what's going on right
0: yeah, so he's holding a grenade and he lifts his hands up and next thing next thing you know it's a beating heart and you're just what, you know There's definitely a metaphor, yeah, in that, right. <laughs> it's amazing. Um
1: please can we talk about Thale a little bit more? I wanna know why he's on board. Is he really connected to the crew's real enemy? Like what what is his real purpose on there? Are we gonna see more of him and his backstory?
0: Yeah, so like I said, Thao's got sort of the power of a god, right? And uh, he's been poked and prodded his entire life and his purpose it seems on the ship is to make first contact with the aliens, the Vulcran. And um, he's made it difficult for everyone to live with him because he started messing with people's heads straight away. Um, but then also the entire ship's crew are against him as soon as he steps foot on the ship. Um, so he's I don't think he has so I don't think he has malicious intent behind his actions. Um he said from the off he denied messing with Carl's head when he started getting visions of his daughter. So um, I think if he was doing that, he would have owned up to it. He would have owned it, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a good complex character and I, I see good stuff coming from him, I think. Um, and and these aliens, I think, are going to have... And these aliens, if we do see them this season, they're going to have strange powers of their own. I think Thale might be the only weapon they have against them if they're a malevolent force.
1: That's slightly blowing my mind a little bit.
0: You're welcome.
1: Right, so the go guy is looking pretty bad. What's he after and who is really trying to destroy the Nightflyer? So I think that the real bad guy is that hologram
2: man, Captain Royder Eris. He is so dodgy. I do not trust him at all.
1: I don't feel like I remember him. Did I watch it closely enough? <laughs>
2: this doesn't sound good, does it? So he it? kept popping up. There was that like weird red light above the door, and he was always watching. That's and he was him. always watching the women when they were getting like intimate and stuff, and it was really, really weird
1: and really oh. freaky. Oh, Okay, now I know who it is. Yeah. I was thinking trying to think of like a full-on character.
2: Well, he he is. He does appear, doesn't he? And then there's that scene at the end of episode two, right? Where he's like the real monsters not Thale yeah. and all of this and it's like a really big bombshell and you're like what is going on here do you think he's a good bi- a good guy or a bad guy callum
0: i don't know the jury's out for me because he seems to be up to some he seems like he's up to some nefarious things but also he at the end of episode 2 he was the one that initiated right let's clear thael's name even though thael was guilty uh, he said, right, let's make sure no one knows what he did and let's just make sure everything goes as smoothly as possible. So in a sense, he's protecting Thale, but why? Like, is he going to... Is he doing this because he wants his own benefit? Sorry. Is he doing this for his own benefit or is he doing it for Thale? We don't know yet. And I don't think we've seen enough of him to like absolutely get a judge on what kind of person he is. But um, but I think, again, he's going to have a lot, of, lot to play into.
2: Last week, we discussed the role of women in Medici uh, quite a lot. And I was wondering, Helen, what you thought of the women in Nightflies, just really quickly.
1: I think there are a lot of interesting women in it. I think I need to get more into the series to kind of work out who's who. Um, like I said earlier, there's so many characters. I need to put down a diagram or have like a who's who. But I think there's some really interesting relationships there. And I kind of want to know about more about Melanthra. Like, what's her importance?
0: Yeah, so she sort of she's in it here and there isn't she she's has the whole uh shower scene and uh she talks to the captain quite a bit but she isn't given a lot to go with but this is georgia r. r martin every character's got their place something's going to happen with her um i don't know whether it's going to be a slow burn with her and we're going to find out that she's really evil right at the end or um but i think she's going to have some stuff happening
2: So we've all just seen two episodes, but does anyone in this room have any idea how it's going to end?
1: Surely we know how it's going to end, right? What? Well, if the opening scene is anything to go by, I'm guessing it ends with a lot of bloody deaths.
2: But I think that's just a vision, though. Right, Callum?
0: Yeah, it was definitely pitched as a vision, wasn't it? It looks like Thale maybe... I, I don't know, I'm spitballing here, but maybe Thale was looking into a future and he saw the crew of the Nightflies being killed by some force maybe he was doing the killing we don't know yet he could be the bad guy um but time and if time and space manipulation does come into the show like many other sci-fi media like many other sci-fi media do um maybe that was just one timeline that went bad maybe it was uh their future and they need to steer off of that course i don't know it's intricate
2: if this series ends with a little spinning top on a table like inception i'm gonna be fuming But most importantly, do you think we'll get a second season?
0: Um, I'm hoping so. So this aired uh, originally on Sci-Fi, right? And it's now being aired on Netflix. And with that behind it and with a lot of promotion, it's looking good for a second season.
1: Will anyone on board even survive to make it to season two, though? Well, this is where I thought we could play a little
2: game, actually. Um, So, I mean, the name came first, I won't lie. It's called Night Flyer or Night Dyer. Oh my I gosh. can see the enthusiasm in <laughs> your faces right now. So, basically, I am going to give you a character and I just want very basically you to tell me whether it's going to be whether they're going to be a night flyer or if they're going to be a night dyer. So, are they going to live or not, basically? So, I thought we'd start with Captain Roy Eris, the mysterious hologram man.
0: Okay, I have a theory here. I don't think he's really alive. I don't think he's a human. I think he's an AI, absolutely. Like, why would he you know put himself in this box that no one ever sees him in why would he not come out and greet his crew as a captain he's only ever been a hologram i think he's an ai doesn't exist
2: so can't die right can't die
0: night flyer yes
1: (laughs) great (laughs) hk well considering i got really confused about who he is and his character i'm gonna just go with yeah night flyer he's gonna survive
2: Uh, to be fair i think he will because you know he seems too bad to kill off immediately like I, i don't trust him basically and um maybe as well I thought we could look at, you know, Doctor Agatha. We saw her die in the opening scene. She took her own life. But, like we've discussed, is it a vision? Is it not? Will she make it through? I think she's a night flyer.
0: I would agree. I think out of the whole crew, she has protection in Thale. He she has looked after Thale his whole life and if he has any um if he has any chance to save her, I think he would do it. So I'm saying Nightflyer, I agree.
1: No, Night Dyer. I definitely think she's going to be dead by the end of the series. I find her like quite annoying as well. I think she's too trusting of Thale. I think she'll accidentally die at her because of her own fault.
0: You don't think it will be the vision that we saw at the beginning of the season?
1: I mean, it could be, and obviously we do see her die in that scene, so she is already a Nightdyr in one timeline. But if we fo- if that's just one timeline and there's another one at play, then I think... I just think she's too trusting she's just gonna be like oh no you're not really gonna kill me but then boom she's dead she's gonna live she's gonna live but one thing one person i don't think will live
2: is melanthra Thirl. sorry to all the fans out there she's too nice so obviously we see her you know in various romantic liaisons she's smart she's funny she's charismatic they ain't going to live in a George R.R. Martin till, right?
0: Yeah, I think you're right. Or she lives long enough to become corrupted and sit on the bad side, you know? But I, I agree with you. Night dire.
1: Night dire. Night I think there's going to be a lot more death, so expect a lot more night dyers from me. And finally, Phil. Tricky one, right?
0: Mm. He's come close a few times already. The crew hates him. They want him dead. If he is a weapon against the aliens, will they go for him first? that's a tough one
1: I feel like he's a bit like of a Jon Snow character like he'd sacrifice himself for like the good of humanity and I kind of feel like maybe he will sacrifice himself to save the crew and be like look I wasn't really the bad guy and you're still all screwed really should have believed me in the first place so
2: I'll
0: say Night Dyer I think yeah Night Night Dyer. Dyer
2: I'll say Nightfly just for the sake of being in the middle because I like him. I, I hope he survives. I'm, I'm hopeful.
0: And he was on EastEnders.
2: Was he? He was Johnny Carter. Wow. Great. Great news. a TV <laughs> trivia there. Oh, well, he must fly then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, that game worked a lot better than I thought it would. Okay, Thank so. you.
1: So here on Netflix, we like to give you lovely listeners some helpful hints on what you're going to want to watch after. But really, how on earth do you follow something like Nightflyers? I mean, you really have to go down the science fiction route. Nightflyers kind of had an air of Stranger Things
2: about it, if you ask me. And honestly, if you haven't seen that yet, what are you doing? I loved Stranger
1: Things. It's actually
2: the reason I got Netflix in the first place. I mean, there's aliens left, right and centre
1: in this one. Some good, some bad. But the good thing is, it's a trip down memory lane for all those 80s kids among you. And with the third season on the way, there's going to be even more drama from Eleven and the gang to sink your teeth into. But if you want to go down the hardcore science fiction route, the Star Trek reboot could be the one for you. Discovery begins roughly a decade before Captain Cake's five-year mission, which was seen in the 1960s Star Trek and even before Enterprise. The crew of USS Discovery encounter brand new worlds and dangers, all from the comfort of their trusty ship. Definitely one to watch if you like Nightflyers. Ooh, interesting. And Callum, what's your hot Netflix tip this week?
0: Lost in Space. It's the reboot of the classic sci-fi um, Sitcom from the 60s. It follows the Robinson family trying to colonize a new planet, but they get lost in space. Um, it's sort of a more grounded sci fi. It's not so much aliens and cosmic horror than it is we need to survive on this planet. Oh, God, what are we going to do? kind of thing. Um, that's really good.
1: Yeah, I, I might give one that go, actually. Me too.
2: So that's all for this week. Thank you so much to Callum Crumlish for joining us and telling us everything we absolutely needed to know about Nightflyers. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, comment and tell your friends about us. Join in with
1: the debate on Twitter at NetflixPod, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. And of course, you can go and vote in our poll. Last week, we asked you if you thought there were strong women in Medici. And I'm so pleased to say it was a resounding yes. Hooray for feminism. And this week... We're asking what you think of poor Carl. Will he meet a gruesome end or not? Let us know and have your say on our Twitter account. That's at NetflixPod. And I don't think it's looking too good for him.
2: Of course, don't forget to head over to Express.co.uk for all your TV news and exclusive interviews.
1: Next week, we're going to be looking at the documentary everyone is talking about. Conversations with the Killer, the Ted Bundy tapes. This is going to be a harrowing one. See you all next week. Bye.